Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. today, Joe Biden, first trip overseas. He is at this hour in England. He has embarked on his sorry about the last guy tour. Uh, <laughs> he's going to meet with the G7 people. He led, did you see this? He landed at the airport and a cicada landed on him. And <laughs> I, can't, I can't even. Q- QAnon thinks this is very significant. No, seriously. <laughs> because, you know, they're all about the, the letter Q, and it's the 17th letter of the alphabet. And the cicadas come out every 17 years. And it landed on Biden, so... <laughs> what? The, <laughs> the cicadas put out a statement today. They said, could you not drag us into this bullshit, please? <laughs> We're just cicadas. But uh, Sunday, Biden is going to go to Windsor Castle to meet with the uh, queen, uh, the the newly widowed queen. He was going to express his condolences for her losing Prince Philip, and uh, she's going to express her condolences for Joe losing Joe Manchin. Uh, (laughs) This Joe Manchin, boy, have you been reading about him? For a Democrat, he is the most powerful Republican in the Senate. I tell you, this guy, he, <laughs> he has blocked every big thing that the Democrats want to do. The voting rights legislation, the January 6th commission, even infrastructure. They're, that's fucking dead now. They, the, the talks broke down. They said because of, I love this, irreconcilable differences. <laughs> which sounds to me like a marriage <laughs> or a divorce which is appropriate, considering next year they may get the house. Uh, 
But Democrats did win one this week, the, the Keystone Pipeline. You familiar? That's dead now. Um, and you seem excited about that. Uh, no, no. I'm sure, I'm, yeah, it's probably not good, but don't be too happy because shutting it down will cost thousands of jobs, mostly of hackers in Moscow who are going to ransom it for Bitcoin. <laughs> but they are jobs. <laughs> also, yeah. Speaking of which, we found out this week that, not we didn't find out, we've known this, but it's worse than ever, billionaires, and I'm talking about the top of the top of the, to the richest of the rich, don't pay any taxes. And this is the kind of stuff that really pisses people off. Uh, Jeff Bezos this morning was walking down his driveway and he found out somebody keyed his rocket. <laughs> you know, people are pissed. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, <clears throat> you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's got a rocket company. I mean, you got to if you got that kind of money. You got to have a rocket company. Schmuck doesn't have a rocket company? He's got one. Musk's got one. His is named Blue Origin, <clears throat> and it's going to make its first manned, manned, first space flight next month. This is their maiden voyage, and Jeff Bezos is going to be on the rocket. <laughs> I'm telling you, wouldn't you, if you had that kind of money, let someone else in the company go up first? Wouldn't you? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> and Bob in the warehouse. <laughs> I just like to ride in space. You see if it works. You know, I'll go up next. <sighs> but I know what's going to happen now. Amazon is going to completely take over space, and they're going to put all the mom and pop astronauts out of business. Uh, but we, but look, we got we got problems here on Earth. Did you see uh, <laughs> poor Kamala Harris? Biden dumped the border problem in her lap, you know, so she was getting testy with reporters this week because they're like, you're not fixing the border crisis. Well, a little perspective. Mike Pence, his biggest accomplishment was not being hung by his own people. So (laughs) as vice presidents go, (laughs) but, but, I mean, Kamala did go down to Guatemala this week. Did you see that? And she said, it's pretty out there. She said, you know, don't come. She said to these people, if you come to the border, you will not get in. And this did not make anyone happy. The left said it was against their values. Uh, The right said it didn't go far enough. And everyone here in California said, where are we going to get our nannies? Yes, California, we're back, baby. June 15th. Yes. Maybe we will, uh, maybe we can stop this silly distancing and masking bullshit. Tuesday, California lifts its restrictions. Yes. Um, And I see not everyone applauding because that's just true. A lot of people out here, a lot of people everywhere. I don't understand these people. They say they're going to continue to wear masks even after they sound the all clear. It's like having sex with a condom and then saying, you know, I think I'll just leave it on for the rest of the night. I, 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 you know, look, you're never going to have a 100% COVID-free atmosphere. Viruses always stay. There's a var- yes, there's always variants. I can't guarantee everything. We just have to live again. The new variant, they're so afraid of, you know, they have to name them now with weird names. This one's called Delta. 
It's like the regular COVID, except there's always a layover in Atlanta. <laughs> With the COVID. No, I... Anyway... <clears throat> Let's end tonight with the big, important news. A new royal baby is in the world as of this week. <laughs> Meghan Markle delivered it. There's a Duchess of Santa Barbara now. Her name is Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor, and she will now join her toddler brother Archie and Harry and Meghan in their mansion in Santa Barbara. Just what that household needs. More pissing and whining. All right, we've got a great show. we got Rob Ryder with Rachel Bittacoffer. <clears throat> first up, he is an astrophysicist with the American Museum of Natural History, host of the Webby Award-winning podcast, Star Talk, and author of the new book, Boy, Is He Busy, Cosmic Queries. Please welcome our friend Neil deGrasse Tyson is over here. Mr. Personality. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Always good to see good. you. Just trying to keep the universe going. I know, and I have so many great questions. Somebody's got to do it. Oh, uh, <laughs> you are the sheriff of the, sheriff of the universe. <laughs> I always call you. Uh, but uh, the book, great book, because it's sort of like a companion piece to your podcast, which is awesome, and it's about the big questions. And uh, I'm going to get to the biggest one first. Jewish space lasers. <laughs> how, uh, how do the Jews get them up there? <clears throat> Jews are all powerful, apparently. Yes. Okay. But the questions you're really asking are the, <clears throat> the ones that, you know, I always say the ones that make your head hurt. Yeah. Because they're, you know... You can go, the Big Bang, we're going to get into that, but, like, what happened, what, what's before the Big Bang? That's a head herder. <laughs> Why is there anything? Right? Why, I mean... These are whole chapters in the book. I That's know. Right. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why is there anything? And if there was nothing, is nothing not something? Oh, that's your that's your opening salvo. Okay, <laughs> take it away. All right. Uh, while I give you an answer, just contemplate this. If Pinocchio said, "My nose is about to grow," mm -hmm. right? What would it do? I get okay. it. Because, just think about that yeah, while I, I know. give you the answer to this. Liar! <laughs> no, no. no, there's a whole. The, the book opens with just how did it all begin? But it goes through these other questions that we've all carried with us. If you didn't carry it with you, you stumbled on it, and then you took pause in your life to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. How did it all begin? What's it all made of? Are we alone in the universe? That's big news of recent months. And how will it all end? I'm going to get to that, but let's get with how it all began first, because um, I want to ask you about the Big Bang Theory. Okay. Not the show, the actual theory. If you type Big Bang Theory into Google, first thing is the, is the TV show. I, and I, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's bad. Okay. <laughs> we know, that's bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. But I, you're the guy who can answer this question for me. How settled is it? Because on a scale of evolution, okay, when, when Dar Darwin's Origin of Species was published in 1859, it wasn't settled science in 1860. They debated it for decades, as science should. People said, well, let's try to poke holes in it. They didn't. Now it's settled science. I'd like to say the same thing about 
global warming being man-made. I think it is in the scientific community, not so much in the political community. But what about the Big Bang Theory? Is that something we're totally now, everybody who has your brain, all those eight people, <laughs> they're down with this? Yes, because yes, it's it, settled. It's, it satisfies all of the observational data that needs accounting for are neatly contained within the understanding that comes to us from the Big Bang. The universe is bigger today than it was yesterday. The universe is hotter yesterday than it was today. So you go back far enough, 14 billion years, right. all of the known universe was in the same place at the same time at a stupendously high temperature. <clears throat> I, then, I, then you could say, how do you know you weren't there? Well, if, if matter and energy are at that temperature, it comes with consequences. So we say, what would happen if matter and energy were at that temperature for this long? You'd get about this much hydrogen in the universe, about that much helium. You'd get this so distribution of matter. So it was all matter. condensed. Yes. All, I mean, this is amazing because we're talking about trillions yes. of stars, which are big. Oh, way more than trillions, yeah. Okay, all in one. Okay, why do it that way? Why start the universe that way? Like, boom, bang, let's all mash it up and then blow it up. Why do it that way? That's why people invent religion, to account for why. In science, we will tell you how that happened. Right. But you want to know if there's purpose to it? Uh, that's a philosophical, bordering on religious question that some people feel the need to reach for and possibly find. And many questions on the frontier of our knowledge, frontier of our ignorance, land squarely in the lap of the armchair philosopher or the religious uh, a holy person on the mount. So okay. well, that's, that's neither of us. Neither. That, that's correct. But I'm content saying I can explain this. I know. I, I know. I right. can account for how that happens. Okay. And that's that's a profound place to be because most of the history of human civilization, we had no accounting of right. things. I mean, it sounds crazy, but you're a lot smarter than the preacher. So I'm going to go with you. Okay. <laughs> that's that's really where I'm at because I certainly. I, you know, it's it's frustrating because because I personally can't get to that place where I go, oh yeah, sure, all matter, one place, got it. Well, I just have to. My my faith is in you. Okay, but I don't need your faith. <laughs> yeah, I don't need your faith um, because I was trying to be nice. Because of, <laughs> I love your support. Yes, I, I do. Okay, um, never mind. So I don't need your faith. We just need evidence in I know. support of the claim. Well, you and, have. And, and allow me to also say that the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. Right. Right. Look, I don't even fucking think about this shit unless you're on the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I do, actually. Okay. I actually do. But a couple of things. So if you ask me what was before the Big Bang, I'll say, right. we have some ideas, but I, I don't really know. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. Because as a scientist, you need to learn to love the questions themselves. Right. Lest you just start throwing answers in sure. just so you can go to bed at night and not lose sleep. Oh, right? I have so many bigger things to lose sleep. <laughs> Trump is still out there. Are you kidding? You think I'm worrying about the universe? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can, I, can I comment on that? Just to bring a cosmic perspective to that sentence? Yes. Um, you, you, Trump is the brunt of most of your jokes on most of these nights. But no, it, no, he's not. You well, don't watch this show. A lot of... Uh, okay. That was... Sorry. Yeah, when he was president. When he was president, yes, anymore. yes. When he was president. But I'm just saying, 76 million people voted for him. Yes. So, you're, so, you're, so your enemy is not him. It's fellow citizens no, of the United States No, that's wrong. We're on the wrong subject here, politics. But, no. 
You can hate Trump. You can't hate the people who voted for him. That's half the country. You cannot hate half the country. They put him into office. So they put him into office for a lot of different reasons. For a lot of different reasons. I'm an educator, and so that's, I care about the electorate. Yeah, I do too. And that's not the way to win them back. I think so. To tell them the deplorable and you hate. No, them. I, no, I don't. That's not what I tell. I just educate them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the field we're here for. Um, okay, fine. Because you mentioned UFOs. Well, there's a chapter in the book called, well, Are We Alone in the Universe? Right. Yeah, that's UFOs. Yeah. Or as the government calls it, UAPs. That's their (laughs) unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's their not-so-transparent translation of UFOs. Are we married? You're fighting everything I say. It's like everything I say is. You just want (laughs) to... You just want to pick a fight. Go, go. (laughs) Okay, but look, this has changed radically in the last year because... In the past, if you had said UFOs, I would have said, well, maybe. That's, it's certainly not unscientific to think that they could be out there yeah. or here. But in the last year or so now, things have changed a lot. Our Navy pilots have come forward and said, there are things we see all the time and we cannot explain, and they move in ways that we do not know how they move, and we can't move that way. And very serious people like John Brennan and Harry Reid have said the same thing. We are looking into this. They said, we're not denying it anymore. So, you, great person to answer this question. UFOs, I mean, what's the deal? <laughs> How much time you have? No, no, it's, it's, the universe brims with mysteries. I think the way you should come at this is from another direction and ask, if we are, in fact, being visited by intelligent aliens from another planet... Why would they only reveal themselves to Navy pilots? Why would, none of, them just ever rev- show, why would none of them ever show up in the six billion color high-resolution photos and videos human beings are uploading to the Internet every day Because human their beings lives? aren't up in space taking pictures where the Navy pilots are. And is the, why is their best image of an alien... A, fuzzy monochromatic tic-tac on a on a display screen i'm just saying well what do you then what do you think it is i don't know and i'm happy saying i don't know that's what the u stands for in unidentified you can't say you can't say say, it's it's a ufo and it's doing weird things therefore i know what it is we're not you just admitted you don't know what it is yes well but that's the beginning of the debate i agree we all agree i'm not saying there's definitely ufos i'm saying we don't know but now people who never came forward before serious people military people that doesn't matter are you human you are equally susceptible to delusion, to, okay. to bias, to, to, to say it's a Navy pilot with, with, yes, with, okay. with things, that doesn't, I don't care, they're human. So what else could it be? I don't know, okay? Right. Well, but just that, because that, we don't know what else yes, it could I agree, be, but, it doesn't mean it's visiting would, aliens from outer space. No, but and, if there's not even one other theory, it loads... Yes, I have, it, okay, sorry. It loads one. the gun. I got and, one, I got one, you ready? Yeah. Okay, every piece of hardware I've ever seen and software I've ever seen programmed has glitches every time, every one. So you, that's why you, you have just software a, updates all the okay, time. Great, let's go with that. So, 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 right. so, so I'm saying that the 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 imaging system that they're using could have glitches. Okay, and they'll say we checked it; it doesn't have glitches. Okay, are right. you so sure it doesn't have glitches okay. that you'd rather believe it doesn't have glitches so that you can now say we're ve- being visited by intelligent aliens from another planet right. with unknown physics? That's if, a huge leap. If if there are aliens. 
and they do come here, do you think they might have the answers to these questions that we don't know? <laughs> I would, no, really. I mean, wouldn't that be great if they came here and, they, and we said, hey, what, uh, if, what happened before the Big Bang? And they're like... Oh, yeah, trivial. Why didn't you just ask? Yeah, little Junior knows <laughs> yeah. that. Right, right, right. So, Look, it's right on my phone. <laughs> no. um, I, I lose sleep at night wondering whether we, who we define as the first truly intelligent species on Earth, has sufficient intelligence to answer the questions we've posed about the universe. Right. And I further worry whether we're intelligent enough to even know what questions to ask. Well, on that happy note, thank you for coming. <laughs> You're always a pleasure to talk to. Wish you could be here longer. I'll see you for dinner later. All right, yeah. let's meet our panel. She's a political scientist and co-founder of Strike PC. Rachel Bittercoffer is over here. Good to see you again. And you all know this guy, an actress and filmmaker who's directed and starred in pretty much all of your favorite movies over the last decades. Rob Reiner is over here. How are you? I'm good. You're good? Bill, when yeah. are we going to get closer? When is the time going to come I, when we're not so yeah, far away? Like I want to ask you for I, the salt. We're going to get to this issue because it's pissing me off. But All right. I, for my, it was yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But soon. I, yeah, yeah, good. Because I, I want to be closer to you. <laughs> for, not for any other reason that we can communicate yeah. better. Well, I'd take that up. You know, that's Rob Reiner, dude. This <laughs> <laughs> is weird. Neil deGrasse Tyson is fighting with me. You want to get closer to me? Is my cologne? Am I wearing something? Okay. So, listen. Last week, we were... It seems like every week, but, this, you know, this is an issue that's going to every week, is that... There are people in this country who want to stop this from being a democracy, and there's just no bigger issue. Okay, so we were talking about how do we get the Demo- – what, what do the Democrats do right. to stop this monkeying behind the scenes with what's going on with our elections? I read this week there are now death threats from Trump people on election employ- – you know, people who run elections – I mean, they just, there are no, nothing that they will not try. Yeah. And we're talking about replacing people who actually count the votes. It's one thing to stop people from voting, that's wrong, but replacing the people yeah. who certify the votes? Obama this week on TV said the Republican Party is willing to embrace a way of thinking about democracy that would be unrecognizable and even unacceptable even five years ago. Mm. Now, I was told. You were watching this last week, and you said, I know what the Democrats can do, so I'm anxious to hear that. Yeah, in fact, I was like the ghost of Christmas past and Scrooge yelling during Let's Make a Deal, take the box, take the box. <laughs> so, yes, I have a solution, right? And, and, but it's not an easy pill. I mean, this is, this is a bold idea. We have to stop sucking at electoral politics if we want to take power and hold off this Democratic coup that's coming. You're talking about voter suppression, right? Right. And and so, you know, it's election rigging, right? They're they're closing the polling booths and the metros, and they're expanding access in the rural areas. And then it's not an idea. They're putting provisions in these laws that are going to allow, if you overcome that in Georgia or Texas, for them to say, you know what, this doesn't seem right to us. So we're just not going to count the vote. We're right? still not getting to the yeah. part so, of what we do. So what we need to do, <laughs> what we need to do, Bill, is we need to start fighting them fire with fire. 
Okay, because they're going to come out Meaning. in this electoral cycle, which begins already because we've got off your election here in the recall. Right. I mean, that Newsom. What do we do? Yeah, Newsom isn't getting recalled. He's getting recalled as a strategic attack for them to consolidate power. So what we need to do is fortify that that path to con power consolidation. And that means we got to be better at messaging and better at electioneering right away like yesterday. Huh. Yeah, because you know, I mean, that's so a disappointing we, answer. No, no, I, no, I, no, I have no, an answer. No, no, let not, me, I mean, I, I'm talking about stopping the actual no, Merrick Garland, right. our attorney general, who mm -hmm. should be on this finally today made a speech about this he said he's going to double the number of staff in the justice department civil rights division dedicated to protecting voting rights oh, i don't know what that will actually do but it's a start he said so far this year at least 14 states have passed new laws that make it harder to vote we are scrutinizing new laws like that and where we see violations we will not hesitate to act yeah. sounds vague to me yeah, but yeah. at least it seems like he's aware of it i i still don't that's know what you're doing no no but the yeah. thing is that uh, th that's w all well and good but that all that means is you can prosecute somebody who would break those laws right we have to get laws right. in place that yeah. protect our right to vote there are a number of bills in front of congress there's hr1 there's right. s1 there's a john lewis for the yeah. uh, john lewis act those going. have to get passed if they don't get passed, if we do not secure our right to vote, but they're not going to get passed because, well, they, because can. they don't even have they don't fifty, have they don't even have 50 right. votes. Well, because they don't Joe, have 50 because of the and they need bus. 60. No, so, if you get right now, Joe Manchin and, and by the way, Kristen Cinema was one of the sponsors of S1. Okay, well she's so, against so, okay, it. Okay, wait a minute. So now you need you need 60 right now, and Joe Manchin has said, "I'm gonna I'm not going to break the filibuster." It's going to take Joe to Joe. Joe Biden is going to have to talk to Joe Manchin and say, we have a chance here to either preserve the Senate. You don't Senate, think he's already done that? Not the way, it, need, the not the way it needs to be What's done. What's it need to Manchin, be done? Listen, Manchin twisting is going to No, 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 not twisting an arm. Right? Well, 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 you're not going to convince him. this so Yes, so, you can. So listen, Bill. Yes, I'm you can. <laughs> Democrats have no answer. I'm sorry. No, no. They have no good answer. Why do we need good answer? That's, 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 really, that's, our, that's, our, that's your answer? To be the 50th vote. Joe Biden has to be more because, persuasive in the room? Because unless you put voting rights... Right? Okay. Unless you put listen. voting rights in front of the people and say, this does not require right, right. The, uh, the filibuster, and remove the yeah. filibuster just for that, there may be a way to say to Joe Manchin, either you choose democracy or or the filibuster. And that's exactly what we do in these upcoming ads. <laughs> He's but from they, West but, Virginia. But here's the thing. He only cares about getting reelected in West Virginia. That's right. And, and that's, West Virginians that's, right now are thrilled beyond yes. belief with what Biden has done with COVID relief, and they'll be thrilled with what happens in infrastructure, and that will pass. And we should so, have and Maine that message, and North Carolina right it. now in our pocket, but okay. we drop those races, so you don't want to hear about a long-term strategy, but let me tell West you, Virginia, no, we don't have time for long-term strategy. is to keep All right, well, let's talk, about, let's talk about winning, right? because we're not winning this argument. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Democrats did an autopsy. It seems like they're doing, every party yes. seems like they're always doing an autopsy. But this is about the 2020 vote to see why they didn't do better. They should have done better. Obviously, Biden won, but they didn't win the Senate. They lost all the state houses. Okay. We did so, win the Senate. 
Yeah, only after a re a, a refer uh, or a, a second well, election, they, yeah, where we came in and finally got the got, Democrats shit together, so they, they ran on COVID relief checks they, direct to your pocket. Right, and you're going to run on that and infrastructure. Okay, Fifty-fifty right? 50 yeah. to me is not winning. No, and you lost. They lost twelve house seats, and I have not these winning. guys tell me that they thought but they we winning up, is when right? you have more. We yeah. picked up seats though in the Senate. We picked up seats. Okay, but not as many great. as you should have. Had. Things are and going you should great. Should have fifty votes. All right, here's the here's the autopsy finding. Uh, three things they said. Voters of color need to be convinced. Uh, polling, huge problem. People don't tell pollsters what they really think anymore. They fuck with them. And Republican attempts to brand Democrats as radicals worked. Yep. Democrats who lost were centrists who nevertheless couldn't shake the radical label. So, you know, I talk a lot about wokeness on this show. I'm not a fan I think it's an albatross. James Carville was here the other week saying the same thing. You think it's an albatross? And if so, how big an albatross around their necks? I think that it's not something we should focus on. This is a, a, a fool's errand to go down that road. We have to sell the fact well, that we have policies that have been passed and will be passed but that's that are going to make but that's people happy that they're going to have jobs and they're going to have money in their pockets. That's what we, we have to people sell. People do pay attention because it's on your phone every day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I call the drip, drip effect. You know why people it really get... works, though, Bill? It's because, all right, so the GOP is doing the wokeness branding, and then we are like, yeah, let's talk about wokeness all the fucking time, right? What we, we should do. I mean, think about it. The complaint is, oh, they're we, too PC. The other side is turning into a fascist authoritarian party that is literally rigging our elections. They don't care. So you they have to hit that, that brand back. It's, and that doesn't happen in our it's message. So, it's so, at but, all. you know, the fascist thing, I, I couldn't agree with you more. There is fascism afoot. And, you know, even Trump doing something like colluding with Ukraine was terrible and was an impeachable offense. But people don't care. No. It's like Ukraine is very far away, no. but you're telling me my three-year-old coming home and saying he's a girl now, and I have to go along with that. It's That's right in my heart. That's home. why you have to make That's them the more kind. afraid of other shit, Bill. And we don't do any of the fear stoking, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm going to tell people I, they're I don't coming you're gonna for make... your money. They're coming for your kids. They're going to kill your daughter with teenage abortion stuff, okay. right? Because that's the shit that the other side has been fed. And we're going to be looking at turnouts that are, I mean, in this California recall coming up, Newsom's, oh, he's polling so well. Double the number of Republican voters tell poll, the poll, hey, I'm super excited to vote in the recall, right? So, like, we have a massive tuned out complacency issue on this side, and but, we have to match it. We have to match their messaging. Okay, but I think you're, I hear this a lot from Democrats. You know, we lost because we didn't get our message out. No, I think the problem is you did. Yeah. They heard you. They just don't like it. Well, that's they not, heard you loud and that's clear. That's not what the data says about any of the stupid policy that the Democrats wonk out with their brain-focused ads. Those policies all pull in the 60s, okay? Policies, yes. Yes, yes. But, but if you're talking policy and the other party is hitting you on a brand... An identity. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're Jamie Harrison or, um, you know, uh, one of these radical squad members, right? You're going to get called a socialist. I, I tell people I could make um, AOC and Sanders disappear tomorrow, and guess what? The GOP would run the same damn message. Why? Because, you know, they are trying to brand, brand us the whole damn thing as a socialist party because they understand where the electorate is. The electorate is the opposite of the way Democrats Well, maybe that would be a great thing for them. not engaged. Right? Maybe it would be good if the Democrats understood where the electorate is. And yeah, I, don't they think, don't. I don't think they even... No. 
I don't think they pay attention to policy as no. much as you think they do. No, no, that's all they fucking run on. Like, you can see an analysis. Like, so But I'm saying the people... It's not no, like no, the people pay. don't care. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> okay, yeah, but so yeah, you're yeah, saying, yeah. you're saying, let's pin our hopes on the thing that the people don't care no, about. No, I'm telling you. And I'm saying you, what the people we, care about is that Kimmy Schmidt right, got canceled. The people don't care. And, That's right. The people care well, about let's put Kimmy Schmidt back on the air. And well, 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 I mean, I mean, yeah. Kim, Democrats I'm, talk to the to the electorate like it cares. That's my. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They make an assumption. The whole system's built on a flawed assumption. The GOP understands who American public is in terms of civics, and they're not civically smart. They're not civically, they're lazy as fuck, right? It's not just about being busy, it's lazy too, right? And the but, GOP spoon-feds that shit right into them every day, but, like, but, you know, into their Let veins, me give you an example right? of it. <laughs> Let me give an example of this an issue, crime, big issue now. 49% of the people now think it's a big problem, mm -hmm. okay? Now, this was on some feed I read uh, in Seattle. There, somebody on their Seattle council proposed literally decriminalizing crime. Proposed changes in these city... It's like you're living in an onion headline. Yeah. <laughs> Propo proposed changes in the city's criminal code that people would not be liable if the offense that they committed was linked to poverty. This is what the council person actually said. In a situation where you took the sandwich because you were hungry and you were trying to meet your basic needs, we as the community know that we should not punish that. That conduct is excused. You see... It looks like the Democrats have no common sense. Now, this didn't pass. It's not going to pass. But people read this. They read it every day. Yeah, they read like nothing this. about their fucking crazy, right? So, like, their crazy is, okay, let's okay, but children get visually inspected to make sure they have a vagina if they want to play on the But I can't do anything right? about their crazy. Yes, Only... we can, because we can talk about it instead of our crazy. If we keep talking well, about our crazy... Well, they don't hear it because people are in their them. own silos. No, They're not listening no, to not you. At all. You can break those silos. You How, have to be really? sophisticated about it. And the, uh, the really? Democratic Because I never watch Fox News. Sure as hell doesn't have that strategy, right? Really? I mean, you yes, think people you, and, listen? And here's the thing. The only a, place where the people debate is this show. I'll tell you this. Like, psychologically... I don't see it anywhere else. I don't. No, because nobody, everyone wants a, a safe space, right? Okay. But, like, psychologically, people don't want to see shit that makes them pain, feel guilty or painful or hurt. They don't want to see shit they don't so agree with. you have with to shove it already. down their throat, right? You have to make them Shove it down it. their right. throat. All right. <laughs> make them look, Bill. All right. So, listen, um, <laughs> June 15th, we are opening back up. That's Tuesday. If you're watching this on Friday night, we're very excited. And there's a lot of pent-up sexual energy. <laughs> I was... Just a little. I was reading it. <laughs> I was reading about this. They're, they're calling, some people are calling this, it's going to be, they say, the whoring 20s. <laughs> I was, there was a headline in the New York Post. Oh, yeah. New York singles ready for slutty summer of casual sex as COVID vaccination tries. You know, they're talking about doing it in the bathroom again. So we thought... Nature's healing. Pe yes. People <laughs> are probably a little rusty with their pickup lines. So we thought as a service... <laughs> a public service. We would help you out because you need icebreakers. There's been a, a lot of changes. So would you like to hear some of the things we're suggesting? That... Okay, great. Um, 
For example, do I know you? The upper half of your face is so familiar. <laughs> Does Pfizer make a vaccine for that ass? Because it's killing me. <laughs> These are going to work. <laughs> These are going to work. I've been waiting to brush my teeth for a woman like you. <laughs> I hope I don't sound desperate. The last time I hooked up was to a ventilator. <laughs> I've learned a lot from porn over the last year. <clears throat> And this is, this is one for a woman to say. The expiration date on my edible panties is June 2020. You feel lucky, punk? <laughs> you know, it's that third jab that's the charm. That's you. You're going to use that one, aren't you? You're going to use that one. A dick is like the AstraZeneca shot. I'd never take one, but I have no problems giving it to other people. <laughs> How'd you like to cross state lines with a Florida congressman? Oh, that always works. <laughs> and, of course, hello, I'm Bill Gates. Okay. Um, so... I want to ask you guys, you mentioned this... I think how we react to coming out of this is looking like a big liability to the Democrats. I think somehow, sometimes, their whole attitude toward this was a liability. I mean, it depends on how you think about it. But there was a poll recently, which is Gallup. This is a serious polling service. Which is better advice right now, they asked, for people who do not have symptoms and are otherwise healthy? Stay home as much as possible to avoid contracting or spread the virus or lead their normal lives as much as possible. 87% of Republicans said <clears throat> people should strive to lead normal lives. 71% of Democrats stay home. Yeah. Keep cowering. You're talking about people who have had their vaccinations? Correct. 71% of yep. people who have had their vaccinations? Of Democrats say... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do people who've had stay home as much as possible, even if you've... And I see people on the street walking outside with a mask on, like, you fucking moron. I just want to yep, yep. shout at them outside the car. You're a moron. Yep. You, you never could get it outside, really. Right. And you're alone walking on the street with a mask? Yep. So you used to mask shame them. Now you're mask de-shaming them. <laughs> I, I, I never mask shame but, in my opinion, if people want to do that, whatever, right? But it is stupid, and it's a rejection of science, right? Because you can't say on one end, we got to listen to the science and the data, and then when you know the science says, okay, you can't get COVID outside, and you never could, and you don't need a mask anymore, be like, oh, I'm just not going to do it, right? So you're right. It could be it could be a liability, but my organization, Strike Pack, is going to hammer those GOP uh, people who murdered. I mean, they've murdered through incompetence and uh, misinformation hundreds of thousands of citizens, right? So it's about, okay, they're going to do their thing. Are we going to come back with, a, with an alternative frame that is aggressive and it's offensive? It's not debating on their terms. They want to talk about mask wearing going too long. 
No, we're going to talk about your bullshit management of this COVID pandemic. Okay, but right? that's the past. Now we're over the... It's over. Can we just say it's over? Yeah, you know, I know over. it was great fun to have a pandemic <laughs> and order Grubhub every night. I pants for a year, Bill. I mean, but, the last time I was here was a year, you know, like, literally. Okay, it's <laughs> over. You, like you said at the beginning of the show, we should be closer together. I watch the basketball playoffs now. Most of the people are in the stands, not wearing masks, yeah. and apparently there's no super spreader event nope. that's coming out of that and yet i see the players are playing without masks they go on the bench the coach has a mask right, on right. why yeah i mean it's just yeah. stupid inconsistent right, ass right, covering right. it just like it, in it, texas you, they never had masks if right? you have yeah. your vaccination if you've been vaccinated that's it yep. That's the that's the the whole idea. If you haven't been vaccinated, then then that's not right. Okay. I don't want you walking around if you haven't been vaccinated. But you've been vaccinated. Right. Yes, and I'm happy to do that. Okay, so don't be afraid free. of the person who right. isn't. I'm not yeah. afraid of that person. Okay. I'm worried that that person is going to spread something to somebody else. Uh, you know, somebody's always going to spread something. You can't just hide forever. Life is a risk. Everything in life is a risk. The vaccine, that's totally fine because, you know, I mean, but I do think it's worth, you know, asking them when they, because you always get these braggarts. I didn't get vaccinated. You're like, oh, that's cool. Do you happen to know if you've killed anybody yet? Because you are a walking lab rat. That's the thing. You know what also killed people? (laughs) Yes, I agree. The fact that nobody in the the health. Yes, I agree. It's higher. Low. No. Yeah. You know what else killed people? Nobody in the health hierarchy ever suggested, even suggested to the American people, that the best way to stay away from a bad outcome from this virus was to get yourself in better physical shape. They yeah, never suggested they talk about that. But and I'll that's mostly you, what killed people. There's really no short-term so physical just, shape thing in, a, in the midst of a pandemic that's, that's spreading. Are you kidding? We have Am this, I going to lose 50 pounds? Well, we have... No. Okay? Well, yeah. anyone could... Not in not in three four months, right? Well, it lasted yeah. over a year. Yes, okay, yeah, and I lost forty pounds. I'm proud to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I might as well brag, right? right? Well, seventy eight percent of the people who died were obese. Yes, exactly. So, and that, that's why I hid in my house until I got vaccinated, and now I'm vaccinated, and I am out, and know, I'm like willing to kiss you, Bill. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pop a joint with you, you know? Like I'm I'm totally good. This, this, <laughs> no pot in the green room, though. You know? This night is getting better. <laughs> now we're, now we're, now we're kissing gonna, and smoking pot. Yeah, this is, are you gonna Are you gonna use any of those lines? Uh, <laughs> gonna use them on Hurley. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll work. Um, okay. So, uh, speaking of that, why wasn't there a baby boom? during this pandemic. I mean, you would think people locked up for a year. Usually when this happens, sometimes it's just a night, yeah. you know, like with a the blackout <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's a yeah. baby boom from a... Yeah. Why wasn't there a baby boom? Because it, there was a... They're worried about a disease. Now, think about this for a second. In 1962, we had the Cuban Missile Crisis. People were frightened to death that we were all going to go up and smoke. There was a huge baby boom after that. But... If you didn't get killed by the by the missile, you started fucking. That's what you started doing. <laughs> this, you're worried that if you get close to somebody, yeah. you might give get you might it might be the death fuck. That's about people who are quarantined together. <laughs> Let me tell you the truth, okay? Like, as a married woman, I'm going to tell you the God honest truth here, because I always do that for for the dudes when I hang out with them. 
We, us married women of America, might have pretended to be a little bit more afraid of kissing and touching our husbands so that we could take a whole year off of dealing with their shit, right? So that's probably it. I think that's closer to it. I think it's like, fuck you, I don't even want to talk to you. I think that's really... Right, uh, you know, no sex pass for a year. I mean, it doesn't get better. Okay. I mean... Serious issue this week, because I think a lot of liberal principles are being, I'm sorry, they're being killed by liberals. I mean, we talked about Israel on this show a couple of weeks ago. That used to be a pretty staunch liberal thing to defend the only democracy in the Middle East. Free speech. Um, The ACLU. The ACLU is to free speech what the NRA is to guns. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's... It's the last line of defense and, and the first. And, and dominated and, by ideological uh, purity, right? I mean, we're as ideologically rigid on the left well, to the First Amendment, I myself included, as I was thinking about this, as they okay. are to the Second Amendment. It's an absolutist, you know, commitment. Okay, but it's not anymore. That's the problem, is that the ACLU now is woke. Um, David Goldberger, who's one of their icons, he's the guy who defended the Nazis marching in Skokie, he said, I get the sense it was important by I get the sense it was important for ACLU staff to identify with progressive causes more than to stand on liberal principles. Liberals are leaving the First Amendment behind. And I think this is a generational thing. I think the younger generations are fragile and they think uh, being insulted or having your feelings hurt by words mm-hmm. is more important than free speech. Yeah. Well, you you have to find that that neat line between free speech and speech that leads to violence. And if you can, well, no, de- you defend free speech. Well, you defend free speech it, as long as it doesn't lead doesn't. Well, lead to you could say lead to. I mean, about that's a very slippery slope. That oh. has not been the definition before. Hate speech. I mean. The, Hate speech, we all hate it, but that was the whole point of the First Amendment yeah. and the ACLU. No, no, you, and you should years. be allowed. You should be allowed to, to right. utter it's, hate it's speech. A, right. But you violence. can't go to a, a right. uh, you know, assemble and have free speech and also carry weapons with them. No, not weapons. Yeah. Well, no one, that, no one is defending me. Where, no, they're, 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 not, they're, they're so far away. When they march, they didn't march with But they're weapons. so far away from that, Rob. I mean, this younger generation literally will say that speech is a form of violence. Physical violence. And it's like, what? No. It's the opposite of violence. It's not violence. It's speech. It can lead to violence, but it is not. They've they've changed the definition of words. Violence is when it hurts. Right. You just have to to define when is, what is uh, fire in the crowded theater. Right. What is fire in the crowded theater, which is, you know, you're free to say that, but that directly leads to something that could be very violent. Let me ask you something, though, Joe. I'm seriously interested, right? Second Amendment, do you, would you, in a perfect world, maybe, like, change the wording around in that a little bit? Absolutely. So the First Amendment is the exact same thing, right? We, I am a huge stand-up fan of yours. I grew up cutting my teeth on Eddie Murphy's stand-up, which is why I'm so weird and profane, right? Um, But, you know... You can find a way, if we could, if we could, which we can't, uh, amend a constitution, just like with the Second Amendment, you could have a robust society with robust free speech 
and still disallow. So you want to amend to, the First to, to, Amendment? I'm saying what I'm saying is now, the First Amendment's um, fine the way it is. The we, Second Amendment needs on it. the left. Not we the can't first. be as ideologically no, slippery slope it's already about an free speech as they are the on second the right. Second Amendment. If you, if you look at right? the Second Amendment it, it, carefully, it's it, actually pretty good the way it is yeah. because it says right. it says Malicious. a well-regulated militia. militia. Right. The People's right. Well, the insurrectionists right would tell you they right. were a well-regulated militia. Okay. Right. All right. I got to go to new rules. Thank you, you guys. That was a lot of fun. All right. New rules. New rule. When Joe Biden visits the Queen this weekend, he has to be a friend and tell her her spending is out of control. Whether you like the royal family or you hate them, you have to admit the Queen's lifestyle is rather lavish. And before you say you don't think so, this is her using the bathroom. <laughs> Put two guys in there. That is, that is lavish. That's lavish. New rule, don't have sex in front of your dog. It's cruel and confusing. The dog is thinking, where'd the ball go? Oh, there it is. Where'd the ball go? Oh, there it is. Where'd the ball go? Oh, there it is. New rule, this couple in South Africa who just gave birth to 10 babies has to answer one question. Why are you smiling? New rule, let's call winding country roads what they really are. Redneck population control. <laughs> because every time I drive down one, I see a homemade cross on the side of the road with names like Skeeter and Dale and Betty Lou. Winding country roads. Great for country music songs. Not great for country music fans. <laughs> Now that the FDA has extended the expiration date on Johnson & Johnson vaccines by six weeks, they have to take a look at that cottage cheese in my refrigerator. It says May 31st, but it smells okay to me. No, I'm not suggesting all expiration dates are bogus. If the condom in your wallet expired in 2013, throw that out. Because that's how this happened. And finally, new rule. From now on, when Joe Biden veers off into one of his long-winded stories that seem to be off-topic, everyone must realize he usually does have a point. But those of you who are over 50, how often did you ever see... How often did you ever see advertisements on television with black-and-white couples? Not a joke. I challenge you, find today when you turn on the stations, sit on one station for two hours, and I don't know how many commercials you'll see, play eight to five. Two to three out of five have mixed-race couples in them. I'm going to tell you. I know it sounds kind of out of left field, but actually Uncle Joe is pointing liberals towards something they need to be more aware of. They have a bad case of progressive phobia. 
That's the phrase coined by Steven Pinker to describe a brain disorder that strikes liberals and makes them incapable of recognizing progress. It's like situational blindness, only what you can't see is that your dorm in 2021 is better than the South before the Civil War. If you think America is more racist now than ever, more sexist than before women could vote, and more homophobic than when blowjobs were a felony, you have progressophobia and should adjust your mask because it's covering your eyes. You know, before, before 2012, every time gay marriage was put before a state's voters, it lost. 35 times in a row. Now it's the law of the land in every state. Even half of Republicans are for it. The other half are for closeted gay sex. (laughs) The chant from gay protesters used to be, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Well, we did. This is Pride Month, and it's not even a big deal anymore. 30 days of parades and festivals celebrating a cause that was once so divisive, Ellen had to pretend to be straight. State houses fly pride flags now. Disney celebrates it. By federal law, every single TV show must include a storyline about lesbians having a baby. (laughs) If someone announces they're gay on TV, it's met with thunderous applause. My accountant says, Yaz Queen. (laughs) You literally can't find a major American corporation that doesn't do something for Pride Month. NASCAR does it. Raytheon, maker of high-tech lethal weaponry that kills people from the sky, does it. And I hear next year they're going to paint You Go Girl on the side of their missile. (laughs) And it's not just LGBT issues. Not that long ago, I knew people who went to prison for growing pot. And today you can legally smoke it for fun in 43% of the country, and I will. (laughs) Even something like bullying, it still happens. But being outwardly cruel to people who are different is no longer acceptable. That's progress. And acknowledging progress isn't saying we're done or we don't need more. And being gloomier doesn't make you a better person. In 1958, only 4% of Americans approved of interracial marriage. Now, Gallup doesn't even bother asking. The last time they did in 2013, 87% approved. An overwhelming majority of Americans now say they want to live in a multiracial neighborhood. That is a sea change from when I was a kid. In a country that's 14% black, 18% of the incoming class of Harvard is black. And since 2017, White students are not even a majority in our public colleges. Employees of color make up 47% of Microsoft, 50% of Target, 55% of The Gap, as companies become desperate to look like their TV commercials. (laughs) The, uh, The Friends reunion we just had looked weird. Because if you even suggested a show today about six people, all of whom were straight and white, the network would laugh you out of the room and then cancel you on Twitter. (laughs) 
And yet there is a recurrent theme on the far left that things have never been worse. Kevin Hart expressed a view many hold when he told the New York Times, you're witnessing white power and white privilege at an all-time high. This is one of the big problems with wokeness, that what you say doesn't have to make sense or jibe with the facts or ever be challenged, lest the challenge itself be conflated with racism. But saying white power and privilege is at an all-time high is just ridiculous. Higher than a century ago, the year of the Tulsa race massacre? Higher than the years when the KKK rode unchecked and Jim Crow went unchallenged? Higher than the 1960s when the Supremes and Willie Mays still couldn't stay in the same hotel as the white people they were working with? Higher than during slavery? And I mean actual slavery, not Prince doesn't like his record contract slavery. (laughs) Racism is still, unfortunately, still with us. We have the footage in policing, housing, job discrimination, segregated schools, wealth inequality. The legacy of injustice sadly lives on and demands remedial action. I understand, as best I can, how racism singes a person's soul so much that they might see it everywhere. But seeing clearly is necessary for actually fixing problems, and clearly racism is simply no longer everywhere. It's not in my home, and it probably isn't in yours, if I read my audience right, and I think I do. For most of the country, the most unhip thing you could ever be today is a racist. Even Derek Chauvin was not backed up by his fellow officers, and that never used to happen. The low point of race relations wasn't Kim Kardashian wearing cornrows, (laughs) even though it happened on Snapchat and George Wallace standing in a doorway didn't. Because here's the thing, kids. There actually was a world before you got here. We date human events, A.D. and B.C., but we need a third marker for millennials and Gen Z. B.Y., before you. (laughs) It's telling that in a recent Harvard youth poll of Americans between 18 and 29, 72% of blacks said they were hopeful about the future of America, as compared to only 46% of whites. I'm not surprised... There are a hell of a lot of Americans trying really hard these days to embrace a new spirit of inclusion and self-reflection, and this progressive allergy to acknowledging societal advances is self-defeating, because progress and hope that we can achieve it is the product we're selling. And having a warped view of reality leads to policies that are warped. Black-only dorms and graduation ceremonies a growing belief in whiteness as a malady and white people as irredeemable, giving up on a colorblind society. Only if you believe we've made no progress does any of that make sense. I can name some things that actually are worse than they've ever been before, like the environment and homelessness in L.A. and the prospects for maintaining an actual democracy in America. But where progress has been made, it's not a sin And it's certainly not inaccurate to say, we've come a long way, baby. Not mission accomplished, just a long way.
All right. Thank you. That's our show. I'll be at the Toyota Music Factory in Irving, Texas, July 11th, at the Mirage in Vegas, July 16 and 17, and the Buddy Holly Center in Lubbock on July 31st. I want to thank Rachel Bittacoffer, Rob Reiner, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. We'll be back next week. Thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.